it's Vision Sunday. And so um, a little bit about vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, for lack of vision, people perish. Some translations say, cast off restraint. The literal wording for that is, for lack of vision, people push zero. In other words, go back to where they started. So without the vision to call us forward, we default to where we started. We go backwards for lack of a better word. But I love it how it's worded in Proverbs 29, the same scripture in the message translation. See what it says here. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I don't know about you, but sometimes, honestly, if I'm just dead honest, I feel like I'm waking up and just stumbling right over myself again. Like, shout out to our online people joining us from all over the world. Don't know where you're at, but why don't we just quickly just welcome anyone that is joining us online. Stumble all over themselves, but watch this. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. We are fully convinced as a church that when we attend to what God is revealing to us, we are not burdened by the weight of the world around us. We are blessed by the opportunity that's before us. This is Vision Sunday. And what we're trying to do in this moment is we're trying to establish for ourselves a why to the year 2020, the framing for the year 2020. Vision matters to us as a church. In fact, it was Andy Stanley that said, vision is a clear mental image of what could be fueled by the conviction that it should be. Vision has action and vision has conviction in it. And our vision statements, if you walk outside, you wanna get yourself some merch and color your world, uh, it says on the wall there to build life-giving churches that shape culture and influence nations. It's our vision. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than what we can achieve, but it's what God has put in our hearts. It's what He revealed to us all those years back when Link Church began to build a life-giving church that shaped the culture of its region, but also of its nation and influenced it in a positive way for Jesus. And that's our vision, but what we do is we, that's the broad picture. We try and bring that down every year into a phrase or into a statement that kind of gives us purpose for this moment in time. We believe in God for the impossible, and by all means, that's why I get up in the morning, by the way, to build a life-giving church, a church that people can't wait to be back at. By the way, if you need a link church, I wanna tell you it's great to have you with us. Please understand something so simple right here. You don't have to believe everything I say today to feel the sense of belonging in this place. We would love to just get to know you as you journey with us, whether it's the first time or your 10th time or your 100th time, God has something special for you. And so the vision is us calling to, call to build life-giving churches, but every year we give it a word or a phrase. Two years ago it was leaving much for more. Uh, we, we realized God was calling us to realize that if we want to embrace what's before us, we've got to put down some of what's behind us or still holding on to us. And leaving much for more called us to a life of faith. Last year, it was into faith I go. Uh, the tagline was a toast to trust. And it paid off so well in so many seasons because life doesn't always present what, it, what you want from it, right? It's not always the diagnosis you want. It's not always the situation you plan. It's not always the business venture that you had in your heart when you dreamt it up. It doesn't always present what you want, but there is always an opportunity for us in the middle of those moments to toast to trust, to say, Jesus, you're in and over all this that we're a part of. Well, this year, as someone said to me, so what does that mean, Bill? Is that, is that all gone and there's a new year? And I just wanna encourage you, we don't lose where we've come from, we just layer it. We don't lose the visions of leaving much for more. It still exists. We don't lose the vision of toasting to trust. It's still gonna be a part of our lives, but we're layering it today with R.C. color. We're layering the vision. Tap your neighbor and say, we're adding to it. We're adding to it. You see, friends, here's a powerful truth that'll help you. God doesn't take away, he adds. God gives life, he adds life. He serves us with more, and so he's adding to the vision of our house this year. 
with RC color. It's just another layer. A little bit of background. About 18 months ago, somewhere between that and a year, I was uh, getting inspired, as I do. I love to be online. I love to uh, travel. If I'm traveling, I love to look and see what's going on in the world, what's, what, what the trends are, what culture's looking at, where, where the kind of movement is. And I love being inspired. I feel like I have this, uh, this obsession, if you like, or passion for the new. I love what's still to come. And I was noticing at that time that there was a lot of color entering the world. Now, not that there wasn't color in the world. By all means, there was. But designers... People on the forefront of creative innovation and trend seem to be pushing toward more brights, more colors. I mean, if you think about sneakers two years ago, if you have no reference to sneakers, don't worry, we love you still, the coffee's great. But if you, if you like shoes, you remember two years ago, you'd be hard pressed to find two or three on the shelf that had a kind of splash of neon or burst of color in them. It was black and whites and grays, and they were amazing. That was the season. But if you look now on the shelves, you can take a walk around, you'll notice that you'll be hard-pressed to find some that don't have color on them. There's, the, the, the sneaker world is bursting with color. Celebrities are wearing color like they've never worn it before in different ways and different styles and different expressions. It's, it's quite amazing when you stop and pay attention to what's going on, how much color has come into our world in the last 18 months. And I was becoming more and more aware of this. Well, in the same season, I was Googling kind of color and saying, God, what are you trying to say? So why not consult Google, right? And so a video came up, a story, if you like, a documentary of the legend that is Jim Carrey, the greatest comedian of all time in Jesus' name. And his fans all said, <laughs> I got a good church. That's real comedy. But he did this documentary and he explains a moment in his life where his words were, it was a dark, wet, and cold winter in New York City, and I was somewhat depressed, and his words were, I felt like I needed color. The video is titled, I Needed Color. I suggest you go and watch it. It's inspiring. But basically, he goes on this journey to find his inner artist, and he just gets this whole array of colored paints, and he starts to express himself in his studio. In fact, he turns his whole home into an art studio. Picture the size of this room turned into an art studio. Paintings everywhere, paint everywhere, on him, on the, and he's a genius. His paintings are ridiculous. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, but the phrasing caught my attention. He said, I needed color. And then there was this one moment in the story where he says, I don't know about the name Jesus, but when I think of him, I think of some acceptance in his eyes. He began to draw, check this out, the picture of how he saw Jesus in his expression of color. This was Jim Carrey in the pursuit of needing color, expressing what Jesus might look like to us. He went on to say, there is a color of every race in the face of Jesus, he thinks. The eyes are accepting to all. And when I watched this in the video, it caught my heart and gripped me. And not only had I seen color filtering into the world around me, but there was a desperate cry for people to experience color, listen to me, on the inside. And so Jim Carrey expressed the face of Jesus, but it was actually a pursuit of color on the inside. And as I watched him say, I needed color, I felt God say to me so clearly, he needed color, you have color, you just don't always see it. What he was in pursuit of was already inside him. I see color, tap your neighbor and say, I see color. And so I went on a search of looking for color in the story of God. And I found out that there was a simple icon expressed in a word that showed up in three pivotal moments in the story of God in the Bible. 
is called a rainbow. Now, for sure, if I said to you, close your eyes and imagine color in its fullest form, and then I said, take it further, I want you to see more than one color, eventually, somewhere along the line, you're going to picture the colors of the rainbow because there is so much expression in it. That's why when the storm is over, you will call your friends, you're like, look at the beautiful, never gets old, never gets old. And so I went in pursuit of color in the Bible, and I found out there was the word rainbow in three strategic moments in the story of God. And so I want to show them to you. A graphic's going to come up on the screen, and the timeline kind of goes like this. It begins in Genesis chapter 9, verse 11 to 17. It's the story of Noah. God floods the earth. Noah comes to rest, by the way, on Mount Ararat, which speaks of a foreign place. And from a foreign place or a disconnected place, he sees a rainbow. All right, and it says this, I establish, verse 11, I believe it is, or verse somewhere around there, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenants I'm making between me and you and every living creature, a covenant for all generations to come. That includes you and I. I have set my rainbow in the clouds. I want you to see the connection. Rainbow, clouds. I've set my rainbow in the clouds. And it'll be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will waters become a flood to destroy all of life. God was promising Noah and the generations to come, which includes us, that he would bless them and prosper them and never again would he flood out their efforts on earth. God was for them, not against them, and he used a rainbow to portray that. Stick with me, we're gonna go somewhere together today. Later on in the story, a few generations have passed. Things aren't going so well for the people of Israel. If you read the Old Testament, it can get kind of depressing. God gives them so much and they just don't know what to do with it and they find themselves in grayest of days. I love the song that they danced to earlier. It said, from darkest grays, sun bursts, clouds break. And they found themselves in the darkest of grays. Ezekiel 1, 27 to 29. Ezekiel rocks up, verse 28, sorry, and he sees the picture of the future where the darkest of grays were gonna be penetrated by this amazing light and it was gonna produce new life. He was talking about Jesus. Listen to what he says. I saw that from what happened to be his waist up, he looked like glowing metal as it was full of fire. And that from there down, he looked like fire and brilliant light surrounded him. Like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. I believe God wants to say that he sees color, will you? He sees the appearance of a rainbow in your clouds on a rainy day. He sees the appearance of a rainbow in the cloud that's over Africa on a rainy day. He sees it over your family. He sees it over your life. He sees it over your heart. He sees color. I see color. As the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day, so was the radiance around him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. He's talking about Jesus. And when I saw it, I fell face down. When last did you lose your knees because of the sight of color at the world around you? When last did you just find yourself just, whoa, at the life and the color and the joy and the opportunity that's around you? Well, it's coming back this year. 
is coming back this year, and God is going to wow us with the color that is already on the inside. We just don't always see it. And then, of course, the end of the Bible story, Revelation, which no one ever goes to because they're scared it's about the ending. But it's not just about the ending. It's about Jesus fulfilling His work. It's not about what ends up with us, ends up happening to us as much as it is, where is Jesus at? What's, it go, what's going down? And Revelation 4, 2 and 3 says this, At once as I was in the Spirit, this is John now speaking, and there before me was a throne in heaven. We're talking about a king and his kingdom with someone sitting on it. Listen to what he says. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Rainbows are a big deal apparently to God. And apparently they should be a big deal to us. I see color as the phrase God's given me for our church, and I believe this city and your business and your family, you can make it make sense to you as you wish, but I really believe that this phrase is going to find itself in very high up circles in this nation because the desperate cry of the human heart to find color again, and the truth is it's already there. We just got to train ourselves to see it. Let's talk about color a little bit. I'm gonna work with the framework of that song, darkest grace, sun bursts, clouds break. And I want you to believe this for your life, whatever that looks like for you. Darkest grace, the distraction of darkness. Here's the problem. The color is all around us, but we don't always see it. Someone said it like this, we're distracted by darkness and yet we're called to be children of light. And so the color's already there, we just don't see it. I remember getting home the first time that I had this phrase in my mind and I said to Tess, I don't know why I'm feeling this, my girl, but like, I just feel God wants to give us the phrase, I see color and it feels kind of strange, but I just, and she looked at me and she said, that's profound. I said, thank you, baby. Right now I needed that. As any good husband would admit, his wife just to tell him he's offering something that the world needs. Amen, every husband in the room, you know you want it. Don't be feeling sorry for me right now. God knows you need a wife to encourage you. And I felt her, as she said those words, that's profound. I felt myself wanting to know why. And she said, you do realize that the greatest backlash, backlash to the racial movement or tension that's in the world is not that we have, have not moved on from racial oppression, although to some degree there is some still, is that we've moved on pretending there's no more diversity we're just one group of people. And one of the biggest kickbacks, I found this out, let me help you, to us moving forward and thriving beyond racial oppression is not to suggest no longer does color count, we're all one people, is to suggest actually color counts for a big amount. It's just that we all carry uniqueness. We, we had a friend visit the church one day. And he said to me afterwards, he said, I'm so encouraged by your church. I said, why? He said, I feel God wants you to know that you're colorblind. I said, that's awesome. He said, it's like you don't even see, it's like you just see everyone as one amazing group of people. At the time, I thought that was amazing. But having studied our sea color and realizing the tension that's in the air, I realized God was far more profound than my friend that visited the church. We're not colorblind. We see color and we celebrate color. We see the differences. We see the diversity. We see the food some like, the food others don't, the way some dance, the way others can't. I dreamt of being black, but I can't move in time. I see color. You see, the two kind of driving forces in the world, there's a covenant 
which is the color of heaven over our lives, and it's a place of freedom for God's people to live out what He's put inside them. And then there's this thing called contract, which is the part that governs your life everywhere. Cell phone contracts, TV contracts, subscribe now, contracts, marriage contracts. What do we add in? What do we leave out? What if it doesn't work out? What if contract? Contracts by nature are bland. They're black and white. They're signed by human hands and have restriction all over them. Covenants, in contrast, are full of color. God used a rainbow to sign off his covenants. They are freeing in nature. They are liberty to those that would receive God's grace. And there is a land of opportunity for those who live in color. Here's the problem. We are surrounded by color, but we don't always see it. God has surrounded this nation and this world with rainbows and rainbows of color and potential. But the problem is we don't always see it. So we live in the darkest of grays when there's color all around. I see color. I don't know if you know the story of Joseph in the Bible. Joseph was a favored son of Jacob. Jacob said he loved Joseph so much that he made him a coat of many colors. Many would say this is a picture of the covenant rainbow. The covenant lives on in Joseph. Joseph, by the way, is a picture of Jesus. And so Jesus is the favored one. Joseph is the favored one. And he wears this coat of color, this coat of promise and blessing. And in Genesis 37, his brothers, 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 get so jealous and envious and frustrated by and distracted by darkness that listen to what happens. Genesis 37, 23. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe. They didn't beat him. They didn't get on Facebook and let him know what they thought there. They took away the color, the colorful robe that he was wearing, and they threw him in the pit. Joseph is a picture of the color of God in people's lives, fulfilling a purpose and promise. I'm gonna show you that in just a moment. And his brothers come and they strip him of the very thing that is good for them too, which is the favor of God in Joseph. But how many of you know color's on the inside? You can take his coat, but you can't remove the favor. Joseph became the governor of Egypt and ended up serving the same brothers that took from him with grain when they were most hungry. Oh, I want to talk to you, Link Church. Let's talk about color. Can I have my coat? This is Joseph's coat. Actually, Josephine's coat. It's all I could find, guys. Excuse me. If you're online, bless you guys. Love you all so much. I don't do this daily, but for the sake of a great analogy, I feel powerful. It's not going to last very long because you're distracted by color. Um. The word for coat of colors, color, is a word pas, P-A-S, pas. And the word has struggled to be translated, but it literally means palm and soul. Some would suggest that the, the coat was deep and wide with color. From the palm of the hand to the sole of the foot, the coat ran, full of color. Now listen what was so profound about this coat. This is quite warm, so I'm going to just take it off for just a moment. The words palm and soul are significant words in Bible history, all right? Bless you. The words palm speak of blessing, all right? The word blessing is a word barakah. The word barakah is literally pictorially depicted as an extended hand from heaven 
blessing God's children. Barakah, Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. My hand will extend from heaven upon you and you will bless all people. That's the word blessing. It literally means an extended hand of grace toward God's people, right? Where does palm come from? Well, in Hebrew culture, blessing was by the laying on of hands. And so a father would cuff his hand like a paw, like a palm, cuff his hand, lay it on his children's head and convey a blessing, all right? It's the picture of heaven blessing us. In Jewish culture, you would know they wear a yarmulke. It's a cup. The yarmulke by Jewish people believed that it, it kept them under the fear of God. But actually it was more a picture of them living under the blessing of God because they believed if they were under fear, they were under blessing. And so again, a picture of blessing. I want you to get this. In the coat of many colors, first off, is a picture of blessing. And it was taken off Joseph. Secondly is the word soul. God said to Joshua, everywhere the soul of your foot shall tread, shall be yours. Speaking about inheritance. And so in the picture of a coat of many colors, in the story of God that I believe he's trying to write back over this nation and over your lives, there is both blessing and inheritance. By the way, inheritance you never work for, you walk in. If you work for inheritance, it's called a job, not inheritance. Now the walk may include gratitude, it may include honor, it may include being faithful with what's been entrusted to you, but it's still a walk. Inheritance is a walk. Joshua walked into, where his soul went, walked into houses he never built, crops that he never planted, and a nation that he never fought for. God gave it to him. Friends, in the coat of color, there is both blessing and inheritance. And the very thing that was taken from Joseph in an attempt to destroy him was housed on the inside. You can't remove the blessing and the inheritance of what's carried by God. And so there's color all around us. We just don't see it. We're distracted by darkness. Second thing I want to talk about is, but in the darkest of grays, the sun bursts. Let's talk about the presence of light. Light is, by definition, just the, ref or color is, by definition, just the reflection of light. In other words, Color is in the object, and it is produced as color when light is shone on it. Can I say it like this? Color is on the inside. And what brings it out is the presence of light. So the solution to a dark and gray world, I can see you coming with me, Link Church, is the presence of light. Why? Because the color's already there, we just don't always see it. The blessing and the inheritance God has for you, your business, your family, this nation, let me tell you, friends, it's already there. Everything you need to make the decision that'll change the future is already in you. Everything you need to make your marriage hum is already in you. Everything you need to shift South Africa forward from your vantage points or from your seat of influence is already there. The colors on the inside, we just got to get it to light up. And Israel had had a dark and gray time without color, and then the sun shone, S-O-N. Matthew 4 says, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. Come on, church, time to look for the light again. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a new light has dawned. And from that time on, 
Jesus began to preach, metanoia, change your mind, for a different kingdom is at play. You see, when light shone, Jesus began to preach with confidence, it's game on, friends. Color is about to come alive from every person. Sick people become well. Broken people become whole. People that are hopeless get hope again. Jesus said, when the light starts to shine, color comes alive. John 1, 5. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shone in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. There is no such thing as darkness by definition, only the absence of light. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now let's put it all together again. Remember, sometimes what the devil does is he distracts us by darkness and tries to make us think that we no longer have the color of life on the inside. Therefore, we live outside of the blessing and inheritance that God has for us. But when we focus on the light that is Jesus and we give him permission to shine in every area of our lives, the color starts to come alive on the inside again and blessing and inheritance become our portion. Amen. Desmond Tutu quoted the word rainbow nation and Mandela coined it in this phrase. He said, we enter now into a covenant that we should build a society in which all South Africans, both black and white, will be able to walk tall without fear in their hearts, assured of their inalienable right to human dignity, a rainbow nation at peace with itself and the world. Remember the rainbow? Remember the rainbow in the Bible? Remember the rainbow in 94? It's time to remember the rainbow. You see, from darkest grays, when light shines, clouds break. Remember the rainbow. The word we use for it is imzanzi. Can I get my flag? This, friends, is the most beautiful flag on the planet. Now, if you're from the US, or if you're from the UK, or if you're from Australia, or Jamaica, or anything in between, God bless you, we love you, and we genuinely love your nation. But I wanna tell you there's something special about this one. Go and look at the national flags around the world. You'll be hard pressed to find one that represents as many unique colors as this. There'll be a few that get close, but South Africa's got color, my friends. Remember the rainbow? 2020? Oh, I see color. Oh, I see color. I see color on the streets that seem broken, but still housing themselves the potential to be catalysts for transformation in this land. I see color in homes that have lost all hope and are struggling and panicking to wrap up their resource and exit for greener pastures. By all means, go if there's a go in you. Be blessed. But I see color there too. I see color in this nation. Remember the rainbow? Listen to what God says. Matthew 5. Let me tell you why you're here. So let me tell you, Link Church. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If you, lose your, if, if you lost your usefulness, you'll end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. What breaks gray? Light. What releases color? Light. Who's here to be light? You and I. 
Because of Him, we carry light. Bringing out the God colors in this world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If, you, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand, Link Church. I'm putting you on a hill in Belido. I'm putting your businesses on profiles and platforms where people will see them. I'm putting your families on display to realize that marriage is a blessing and children are a good thing and the future is secure. I'm putting you on a hill someone came up to me after the first service they said I hope you don't take this wrong but God wants you to get into politics <laughs> I said praise Jesus put me in the room I ain't a politician but I'll preach color if you want me to I'm putting you on a light stand and now that I've put you on a hilltop and on a light stand shine shine keep open house be generous with your lives. Now's not the time to hold back Link Church. Now's not the time to buckle down. Now's not the time to hoard our resource. Now's the time to put seed in the soil and start trusting for harvest. And if you've got fear in your heart by the Spirit of God, would it come alive into faith and would it produce things you've never dreamt of? I see color. Now's not the time to tell our children to run for there is opportunity beyond what we can imagine. I see color. Next door, there is a generation rising up and getting ready to take the baton from us, friends. I see color. Now that I've put you on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine, keep open house, be generous with your lives, open up to others. You'll prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. I dig declare color over this church and nation and I dare you to put the South African flag the new one by the way over every business and over every home and every circumstance in your lives the one that speaks of the rainbow remember the rainbow I see color I see possibility I see future for this nation in Jesus mighty name I see color